my life kind of started off in a porta potty or a tent. Um, my my brother believes it was a tent, but uh, basically he's younger. No, my brother's older. Um, I know, it was a tent. No, <laughs> I, I mean, no, he believes it was the porta potty. I believe it was the tent. I'm getting it back. Whoever's older, I believe them. Ah, so, uh, so you're saying my brother's right? <laughs> if you think your life started in a porta potty, <laughs> well then it started he in a porta potty. Yeah, he, he thinks it was a porta potty. Porta bodies are pretty big. Oh, those are bigger. Okay. They're very big. Okay. And and so like you can fit two kids in there, no problem. Yeah. Um, and so uh this door is just flapping back and forth. And you know, I don't remember what my mom looked like or 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 kinda um that, but I do remember what she said. She said, uh, don't leave or the bears and wolves are gonna get you. And you know, I was I, I just remember this overwhelming fear, like, oh, you know, listen to mom and plus I'm de definitely scared of bears and wolves. Yeah. How old were you at this point? I don't remember. I know I was super young. Um, I could probably extrapolate that from when I got adopted and stuff like that, but I was very, very, very young. Yeah. Um, enough to actually believe her that there were bears and wolves out there. Got it. Um, but as you know, as kids do, I fell asleep, and um, she must have left. I mean, she did leave. We, 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 we heard her leave. Didn't know if she was coming back or not, but just assumed she was. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning, um, uh, you know, people were p poking their heads in, and it, it ended up being Child Protective Services. Last time I heard from my mom. So, yeah, it was, uh, um, uh, as far as, like, how things began for me, it was, uh, and when I think about it as an adult, that was pretty gruesome. Yeah, so that that's probably not only the last memory that you have of your mother, but, like, kind of the earliest memory you have of, of your childhood. Of My like, earliest memory. This period. is when life started. That's when life started for me wow. in the porta potty. That yeah. was my earliest memory. It was fear. Wow. And and I come to think of it how that ruled my life for quite some time. Yeah. So now fast forward from there. CPS picks you up. You've got siblings. You were in this porta potty with what? One brother? And yes. Okay. My my older my older brother. Um and 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 this is so jumbled in our heads. Mm -hmm. Like none of us really know how like this all kind of came to pass because we know my my youngest brother um D uh, Douglas mm -hmm. um we know he's our brother but he doesn't look anything like us yeah. uh, my my older brother and I we look exactly the same same big lips same uh, blunted nose maybe different fathers M uh, perhaps okay um uh, and and that might be you know the answer to that question yeah. but um somewhere in there both of us remember our younger brother in a in a um I'm not sure what they're called in the hospitals where he was premature. Oh, like a, a incubator. Yes, yeah. and we were there somehow. Okay. So all of this is you very- probably weren't. Oh. And maybe that story was told um, so many Could've times been. that you envisioned yourself there. Maybe. But I don't think they would let um, a Children. child into the uh, NICU. Hmm. Yeah. So you might be right. Probably but not. Yeah, and so I know for sure I have two brothers yeah. um, that were adopted with me. Okay. Uh, one I know is my blood brother for sure, and whether D Douglas is or not, it doesn't matter. Got He's it. my brother. Yeah, because you guys... You... So, all right, when CPS came in and you end up in um, in foster care, you went with your siblings or they split you guys up? From what I remember, I did go with Joseph. Okay. And we went to some, either it was a foster home or some caretaker. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, all right, you 
end up there, and now memory of childhood is around what age? Eight, nine? The next thing I remember is jumping around from foster home to foster home. Okay. And um, <laughs> that was an experience of itself. Uh, like, like I said, I, there are some wonderful foster parents out okay. there. Um, that is not the entire experience we had. Um, uh, some of the experiences were pretty bad. And, and just this, this when, you're, when you're a kid, and you, the foster uh, system is uh, somewhat, like sometimes a foster family can have way more children than they can actually really care for. Mm -hmm. But when you're a kid, every single one of them are your brother and sister. And so when you're yanked away, you know, it's like you're leaving yeah, your siblings. brother and your sister. Oh, yeah, and so imagine that over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So it, it starts to, you know, dent the psyche and all that other stuff. So I just remember um, that experience as far as uh, on a, an emotional level. And then not all the foster parents were actually ready to be parents. Um, uh, they were getting a check from the government. So um, um, I'm, I'm assuming that's why some of them are doing it because they sure is, they sure didn't really uh, treat us with any, yeah, yeah, they did. So, so you think that some people, um, and, and it hates to, I hate to even think of it like that, but some people are probably adopting kids for a check. I would hate to say it like that, but yeah. yes, that's exactly what was happening. So then, then I guess it brings up the point, obviously you remember the story about the free hugs boy, Devontae Hart. Right, and that whole situation. That, that story broke my heart. For sure, yeah. It like, broke my know, heart. For me, as the free hugs guy, of yep. course. For you, as a child who grew up um, in and out of foster care, yep. and and having adopted parents, I'm sure for you that's probably even more traumatic than for you. It brought up some bad, bad memories, and and it was the aftermath that brought up the bad memories. Yep. I was devastated when the family died because of our connection to them through your free hugs project and things like that, and just seeing the power of him running up and hugging that cop. Yeah. I was devastated because I felt connected to him that way. And did you feel from watching that? Because what I felt when I saw that powerful viral photo that went around, what I felt was it was a cry for help. It was a cry for help. Right, because it was like, he was way too young to, to like, look, the sort of pain that he released in that moment to this officer. It was almost like, I want to tell you something, but mm -hmm. I can't. But he couldn't. And the thing is, is no one was keen to pay attention to that moment. Children speak out in very different ways than we do. Mm -hmm. We can elaborate, we can speak out to our pain, we can, we can voice our emotion, but that child was voicing his emotion by going to a protective authority figure and hugging him. Yeah. Don't let me go. Yeah. I'm in trouble. And sure enough, what do we find out later? Yeah. Parents were somewhat them. abusing them. Yeah, yeah, starving them. And, and, and then eventually killed them. And then eventually yeah. killed them. So now, when you were growing up through foster care, were there ever moments like that where you felt, man, I wish I can just run away to this person or these people to unleash my pain or my struggles or whatever I'm going through? Because it sounds like if you were jumping around from house to house, there were probably some homes where you're just like, I don't want to be here. I don't like what I'm experiencing. Here. Yeah, you know, when, when uh, again, I, I didn't know who to run to. Remember, my life started out in fear. My mom left me. So if I couldn't run to her, who could I run to? I didn't know who to run to. Did you ever try to look up your father? No. Um, I didn't know I had one. I, I didn't know how kids how started. Would you start in yeah, that? like, yeah. you know, and, and I was too young to understand that. And so um, all I remember is mom. 
and 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 that was foggy. So uh, if there was a dad in the picture, I sure didn't know about it. No, it was it was strange for me, for the number of years that I knew you. Um, it seemed like just recently, maybe what, a couple of years ago when I saw on Facebook that you were actually trying to track down your mother. Yeah. That was weird to me, man. I'm like, you're a 30 something year old man. Like this should have been done decades ago. Yeah. And strangely, for some reason, like like for me, I, like when my parents separated, I was what, eight years old. So around 18, I wanted to like track down my father and get to know who he was. Not even 18, this was as soon as I was graduating from high school. So mm -hmm. 17 years old, I graduated. And um, it was so important for me to track him down at that time. Like you didn't have that void, that like you elementary, know, high school. I can't explain, there is, a, there is a void there. And I can't explain why I don't feel an incessant need to fill it. Um, I have tried at, uh, at different points in my life to find my mom. Um, I, I do know that I have two, uh, o I have two older siblings mm -hmm. out there as well uh, who I don't know. Um, How do you know that? Well, uh, there was, uh, when we were finally adopted, there was this folder that we were given as children that we wrote down sloppily. I guess, uh, you know, the caretaker had us write this down, and I put in the names of the, I think um, my mom's name might have been Crystal, Crystal Davis. And um, I had two other siblings that were born in the 70s. Um, and I just, I remember this picture of my mom with this beautiful, beautiful smile, right? It was just this big smile, and I think I had showed you that smile, mm -hmm. of that picture. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the one I put on Facebook to try and find her. Uh, but and what became of that, by the way? Nothing. Nobody. Uh, nobody was. Um, you Dude, know. the way social media is. You would man, think so, yeah. and I thought so. I thought for sure, like this. Now's my chance. Yeah. And I guess I just really gave in too easy. I, I had it up for a year and some change, and and nothing really came of it. I'm hoping when people watch this video, somebody can find your mom, man. We'll see. That would be a big. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. If somebody can. I have no problem f uh, meeting her. I, I just, I can't explain to you why there isn't an incessant need to, but I can tell you that it has damaged, like, in, at points in my life and even, you know, up until more recently, um, that not having her in the picture and also my dad did, you know, damage, you know, my own confidence and things like that. Yeah. But Where, at, at what stage do you think you struggle with that the most? Middle school, high school, or it manhood? Was, yeah. It was definitely high school. Um, it, it, uh, it, it started in middle school, but it was definitely high school when people make you ultra aware that you're different. For sure. And, and that you're weird. And Kids are just mean. They're period. just mean. Just mean, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I was real, like, shy in high school yeah. and reserved and things like that and, and um, uh, not your quintessential black man. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, well, black boy at that point. And so, yeah, they, they let you know it. And um, you don't, obviously in high school, I still didn't know where all this lack of confidence was coming from. Yeah. It was just um, um, just not feeling wanted yeah. um, for great periods of my life. But you played sports though, right? I ran track. Okay. I wasn't really very <laughs> <laughs> So when you said it. I, I wasn't I was, very good at sports. I was smiling because I was like, for me to just now know this, you must not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, nah, like bro. I wasn't your track I'm athlete. Like, I know you for a while. I didn't know you ran no, track. No, I ran track. <laughs> I ran track. Uh, the the, right, we'll the best skip, score I got we'll was like right two that. minutes. Let's 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 hop on over that hill, okay? <laughs> All right. You left high school. You became a marine. 
I fresh, did. Was that fresh out of high school? That was fresh out of high school. Okay, yeah. cool. So that had to have helped you with like confidence. Oh man, did it ever? For I sure. had a family that like okay. uh, you know uh, somewhat, so to speak, Marine Corps type love mm -hmm. loved me. Um, uh, didn't care where I, I came from yeah. and whatnot, and uh, it really did help. That's cool. Um, it, it gave me a voice. Okay, cool. It gave me a voice. So now, post Marines. You get back, um, you move where? San Diego? Yeah. Um, okay. uh, duty station was out here. I started in um, Okinawa uh, okay. after all the MOSs and schools like that. Went to Okinawa, came out here. Um, uh, I found a great church out here. I found good people that like actually like loved me and stuff yeah. like that. And I felt like I had a family here. And, um, you know, it's, I don't believe it's really good to go back home when she leave, um, in my opinion. Home, uh, home where? Home is Georgia for me. Okay. Got yeah. It. So okay. I stayed. And uh, I had all the reason to stay. Stayed in California. I stayed in California. Do you think it would have been easier for you to track down your mom if you, were, if you went back to Georgia? Like no. maybe that's where she's from. No. Cause she's I wasn't, not from there. I wasn't born in Georgia. Where were you born? Texas. Oh. Yeah. So you haven't thought to just like... Go to Texas, start asking sure, around, of course I have. find a starting point. Of course I have. Yeah. But birth certificates sealed. That would take money and take time mm -hmm. and, and energy that I just, I just I don't know, for some reason I just haven't put out. Um, once that gets unsealed, maybe then we can find a location for her. But I started trying uh, a, a couple different things throughout it. I even tried uh, more recently uh, um, 23andMe. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and no. Didn't work. No. Okay. So it's not that I haven't tried. Yeah. It's just that every time I have tried, it just hasn't been fruitful. Yeah. I look at all these uh, success stories of people finding their moms and stuff yeah. and whatnot. Like, not me. Yeah. 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 That's tough. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so if you were to track down your mother or even your father too, I don't know how much you, like you're searching for your father as much as your mom. I know you're desperately trying to find your mom because that last memory. But but your father, do you think with either of them, do you think that starting a relationship with them will help fill some, some voids and things that you've had your whole life? Or do you think it's going to be like, oh, that's cool? Because I'll tell you, when I, when I finally reconnected with my dad, it was like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm, I'm my own man now. Right. right. Like I'm looking to start my own family at that time and all of that. There wasn't really much that he could have given me. And then when I realized the sort of person that he was, then I felt like there really isn't much that right. you can give me right now. And it was cool. I, I got to close that door and move on with my life. If you ask me now, hey, Kim, when was the last time you spoke to your dad? I don't know, a couple years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even that big of a deal anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was younger, I ran away from home. Basically, my, like the year when I was graduating from high school, the summer right before I was leaving for college, I told my mom that. She got upset. She freaked out. She didn't want me to do it, and and so I did it against her own will. Mm -hmm. and I realized she was doing it out of my own out safety of protection, and protection for you. Yeah, because she didn't want me to face any heartache yep. or disappointment. And I think I've been protecting myself, and and maybe that is the answer for why I haven't really pushed this because I have, I have, made my peace yeah. with this by saying, my mom didn't abort me, she couldn't take care of me, obviously. She did what she did. How did Child Protective Services know where to go? Mm -hmm. We could have died in that port of body. So she probably... She had to. Yeah. There was nobody else who could. Okay. Who could have? Who yeah. knew we were in a port of body? Within hours, right? You fell asleep, woke up, CPS was there. Yes, if you want to say it like that. Yes, it was the morning. I don't know how long we slept, but yes, it had to be within hours. Mom had to do that. That was her last act of love that she could give us. Yeah. 
and I and and I'm I'm fine with that. I think you like. It doesn't seem like you put enough emphasis or em- effort into finding her. And now I'm like, I want to find your mom. <sighs> I, I, you know, I do too. I could tell you, man. There's there's a a parent's love that. Like for me, for my children, even when I travel around, when I go to these riots, protests, and a lot of the work and stuff that I do, um, my favorite thing to do when I come back, when people say, Ken, you face a lot of trauma out there on the front lines. How do you decompress, de-escalate, like, even just calm down in your own mind? What do you do for your own um, mental health and wellness? I'm like, I get on the floor and let my little twins like crawl over me and yeah. climb over me and all yeah. that. And it's just, there's, there's a love... Um, that a, a parent has for their child, that that is the most important thing to them. Sure, it might be awkward. She sees you. You're a grown man now, right? Yeah. The, the, and so it's different, but still that closure. Have you watched that movie, um, Lion? Lion? That's Lion. The, just Lion? I think it's called Lion. I think it is. Ah, I got to look it up. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's it's this uh, this little, I think he's a little Indian boy, and people will correct me if I'm wrong in the video, but I think it's called Lion. Um, is he on a, a boat with a tiger? Boat. No, man, that's called, um, there's something else. <laughs> I was going to say lion. I, I think that's the name of it. Now I got to look it up really quick. And we can edit out my, my search for it. But I'm pretty sure there's a movie, a movie just called, called Lion. Ken, <laughs> I think you're wrong about this. <laughs> you making up movies. I'm not. What's the, what's the name of this movie? Got a whole I'm plot. Busy. Okay, look, it's called Lion. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's a brilliant movie, right? So it's this boy. He gets separated from from his family. Please watch this movie. It'll it'll move you emotionally. For okay. me, that year when I watched it, it was one of the greatest movies I I had seen that year. And my son watched it with me. My son, who is now how old is little Kenny? Little Kenny is uh, little scrunch. Ten? Yeah, he's ten. Um, so he, when he watched it, he was probably like eight years old, and he had to read it in subtitles the entire time. And usually, if he's distracted, he's gonna go upstairs and want to go play video games. But he stayed there the whole time. The entire time. Fascinated by. If Scrunch movie. watched the movie, I'm watching. It. Yeah, with subtitles, man. Yeah, whole and, he, and he watched it, and because it starts out this little boy. He's hanging out with his brother, uh, and I don't want to spoil the movie for people who have seen Well, I'm not even going to talk about it. Just watch Lion. Mm-hmm. And I when won't. you watch it, I, I feel like it's going to want to send you on this journey to go and find your biological parents, right? And so uh, hmm. now, just to rewind, though, people have helped you along the way. Foster parents, people who have, have come into your life, and I feel like actually in the beginning of this interview, we probably like, gave them a hard time when really they're a blessing. Foster parents can be a blessing. Yes. They have stepped in to take care of, of children, yep. of, of other children. And and that's special. And there's something to be said for that, especially the people when it's that done are doing it the right, right way. Correct. Right. And so, um, of course, you've had experiences like that, too. Yeah. And, and so kind of share that a little bit so that it doesn't s- seem like we're just... No, bad. I know. We're not just bashing uh, foster parents. Yeah. But um, for me, it, it, it's, it starts and stops with my adoptive parents. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't really call them adoptive parents. I'm doing that for reference mm-hmm. here. Um, they are my parents. And um, in some ways, uh, that may have something to do with why I don't feel such a huge void is because they stepped in with the love that I needed yeah. um, for the first time. The first time I felt like I was actually shown love was through from them. The, was from them. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So... <laughs> For you, knowing that that helped you get through a lot of like really important um, stages in your life, 
obviously when you start your own family, have you considered that that's going to be part of your process? Oh, for sure. I mean, in my in my mind, in my um, in my mind, I want about four kids, and I want two of my own, and of course, I'm I want to adopt two because I know what it did for me. It 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 changed my entire life. Um, from the love, my dad making us run with him and showing us love through that way, and my mom teaching me how to write. I remember these things. These are vivid in my mind. Those are the good memories that I have. Yeah, you don't even really have memories of your biological parents in I that not. way. No, I do not. But right. learning how to run through your mm -hmm. adopted father and mm -hmm. learning how to write from your adopted mother, that's powerful. Yep. You know, that those those sort of memories um, have stuck with you all the way till now. Yeah. You know, we're approaching 40 years old. Yeah. And, you know, we hang on to those, those sort of memories. Well, and, and, and more than that, they're very uh, they're they're inundated into what I do now. The things that my dad would would train us or teach us or make us do with him when we were young that we used to hate. He would make us run with him all the time, and I hated it. When we went to the gym, we were playing tennis and all this other thing, all these other things. But we secretly grew to love it even as kids because we couldn't understand it then, but. That was love. Yeah. He wanted to be with us all the time. Yeah. And we had never felt that. Yeah. And but now not even right, not even him inviting you into his world, but it's teaching you health yes. and fitness yes. and things too. My right? passion right now is health and fitness because my dad wow. put that in me. Yeah. That was love. Absolutely. And it gave me purpose. Now now have you um, with your passion being health and, and fitness, have you considered in the meantime, until you have a family, maybe going into some of those um, um, foster homes and places and be a mentor. To, I have to plenty of times. And, and I just, I haven't gone there yet. And I, I wonder if it's because it brings up too many memories for me. Um, but every time I see a situation, I think about, you know, you should be there. You know, you should be there. And so uh, this is not one of them glorified stories that like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm helping kids all over the place. No, I'm, I'm keeping yet. myself from helping these kids, yeah. even though I know that I have something to uh, submit, um, to, to give to them. And I think it's because there is a pain there from that whole experience. Yeah. You gotta break that, man. I'm sure I do. Like, I, I feel like now that this is out in the open, and how I don't have a choice. You don't. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm going to expect people to call you out. I'm going to expect people <sighs> to find your little hashtag or your at symbol, go to your social media and be like, Mark, like you have a story to share with some of these young people in, mm. in foster care, right? Because all of our experiences are different. And that's what's so cool about this Connect More series, right? For me, it was a, a, a growing up in and out of homeless shelters. For you, it's different. You didn't have the shelter experience. You had the foster care experience, something mm -hmm. that I did not experience so I can't relate for me I go into a foster home I may not have the same passion for that space mm -hmm. that you do in the same way that when I do go into homeless shelters and I'm creating events and stuff for homeless youth that comes from a very real place for me whereas for you it's different but but I 
also feel like sometimes we go through these difficult experiences to be that helper for the next generation to, to help them get through some stuff. Mm. I always share the story of when I was in the homeless shelter. It was the little things that people did that meant the world for me. That person that would just come in and read to us. Some of those things can be done in the same way in the foster care setting as well. Mm -hmm. You just being able to take time away from work, take time away from the things that you're doing personally and say, I'm just going to go spend time with those kids and that might be healing for you that might be therapy for you even you know because i i could tell there's still pain there there's there's some some wounds and calluses that you have to deal with yeah. internally and i know that just through knowing you on a personal level yeah. i know that there's things that you still go through today insecurities and things like that that we deal with as as men naturally yeah. we deal with as human beings naturally but just in knowing you i know that those things exist and mm -hmm. i'm like man maybe some of the best therapy for you for that might be going back into those places and and getting rid of that fear that you have of oh if i go back in they might uh, remind me of certain traumas and things that i went through go through it man Walk through it. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I haven't considered it. Um, I, I would say this, though. I've been able to operate in love for quite some time through what my dad and I felt like my mom gave me. And I think, to me, that is the most fulfilling thing. Like, when I practice health and I share that with other people, yeah. that reminds me of the best experiences of my life. Well. And, and, and so when I see somebody sick and I'm able to help that person, or if I see somebody that uh, may be dealing with some weight issues and stuff like that, like that reminds me of the best experiences of my life. And my dad showed me love through that. And in that same way, I get to show love to other people. And now you've turned it into a profession. I've turned it into a profession. And, and maybe that is your therapy. Then. Maybe. Right? But I, I mean, I, what I don't, what I'm still hearing you though, because I don't want to operate in fear on anything for any reason. Yeah. And if it is a trauma, it can only make me a better person. It's just, I just haven't found the... You gotta face it, man. ...wherewithal to get there. I, maybe it's the time, maybe it's the resources, right? But yeah. I, I feel like then we should try to figure that out. Because, I mean, you've seen me create some things just over the years that, that we've known each other, times mm -hmm. where I didn't have the resources available, right. but I still went in and, and did it. And it opened up doors and opportunities, and I was able to change lives and inspire other people. And, and that's not bragging on myself. That's me, like, facing some of my fears, mm -hmm. right? Going back into some of these shelters and being like, man, these kids need help. Yeah. I remember when I was there in that same spot and constantly saying, why does my life have to suck so bad? There's probably some kid in there saying the same thing that might need a story like yours to come in and be like, it's going to be all right, man. Mm -hmm. You're going to mm -hmm. grow up and, and you'll be all right. I remember right. when we were talking about, um, uh, I think, uh, uh, with the boys, um, what's the name of the organization? Uh, boy, uh, Big Brother. Big Brother. Yeah. And we, we, brother we, had, we had kind of talked about this and I was ready to make the move. I went and applied. Yeah. Too. I, I didn't. Mm, see? And you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we we had talked about this, mm -hmm. and I was ready to make that move, and I, I still didn't make the Come move. Come on, man. See, like, look, I'm all about if you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. And when I talked about I went right down there to the yeah, meeting in downtown San Diego. And I applied, and, and the only reason why I didn't get accepted was um, my schedule was too all over the place. Uh. And, and so I was like, then I need some sort of other program. Um, they need people to make really strong commitments and at the season that I was in in my life at the time was very tough besides mm. the fact that I have my own children right, too right. that uh, between 
my commitment with them and, and my own family and then all of the work that I do, it was just very tough. But I still want to figure that out because mm -hmm. uh, I did that in high school. I was part of a youth mentorship program where they would bring um, some of the kids that were getting in trouble in the elementary schools and middle schools and uh, uh, treat for them was that if you did well in school that week, then you get to go to the high school and hang out with your mentor. Oh, and nice. so they would get to like roam the halls with me and stuff like that. This was by my senior year when yeah. I became more confident in who I was through track and field, yeah. student government and things. Because, yeah, if they would have caught up to me in the 11th grade, it wasn't much that I could have given no, them. No, no. But by my senior year, being a mentor to these young boys, and strangely, they were twins, too. And then now I've got twins of my own. But it was two twin little boys always getting into trouble in school. And then whenever the teacher would say, if you guys keep acting up, you're not going to get to go see Ken. And then they, they straighten up. They Everything straighten changes. Up, yeah. And then they bring them yeah. down to the high school. And so that was good. That that was a good program. experience. For yeah, them. yeah. And I and I want to continue doing that, even as a father and and as a man, to be able to um, inspire young boys in that way, especially just young boys that are getting into trouble, because I know that mm -hmm. a lot of that is coming from a place of hurt and what they're experiencing in their lives. Yeah. So to be able to say, look, man, I was in that same place, and it gets better if you put your life on on, on the right track. But yeah. if you keep going down that route. You're going to end up in jail. You're going to end up getting into trouble and things. I avoided those things. And your advice to some young person can help them avoid those things also. I'm sure it I could. Really, I really think you, you should do that, man. And, and I'll consider it. Don't consider it, man. I'll Stop saying that. No. I can't promise you. Come on, man. I can't promise hey, you. Look, people I already did. And that didn't work out, look, did it? man. And now it's not just going to be me. It's going to be however many people watch this video on YouTube and Facebook and everything else. Yeah. And I hope they find you on social media and say, hey, Mark, man, there's some young boys that can, get, yeah. can use your voice. And because, you know, when kids can say that person came from the same place that I came from, they're, they're able to use that. Because a lot of times it's hard for a kid to see a future that didn't include them. Right For me, when I was a homeless teen, I didn't know any homeless people that made it. Right. So it was the people that came down that actually like showed me a better way, that, that that helped me. And so for you, maybe that's what it is for some kids that are living in a foster home, Right. for you to be a good mentor. To I, know, I know I know. off the bat, one thing I can support is, uh, is, is helping with confidence because, like, like I said, high school was horrible for yeah. me. Um, you know, I, I, just, I, just, I just didn't feel very good about myself. Yeah. And um, if anything, I, w I would definitely tell the kid, like, like uh, these are going to be the years where people are going to be saying the most about you. Mm -hmm. That it's The kind of stuff that you really aren't prepared to hear, really aren't prepared to, to listen to, and all of it doesn't matter. None of it matters. These four years, in, 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 in one year after this, you will forget all about this. Yeah. And, and some of these people Real you will starts. never see again yeah no it's true yeah it's true so well you got to go do it man stop talking about it stop talking about it. there's some kids they need you they need your voice and not just you people that are watching these videos and that's why I'm, I'm really focused on making more content for this connect more series because it's not just about you and I sitting here it's mm -hmm. about people that can hear these stories and relate to them and say you know what I can do a little bit more as well mm -hmm. or I had a rough upbringing or situation most people did I don't yeah. know too many people that had a perfect life right so then they should utilize that to go and help other people and that's the whole point of, of this series so you know, I appreciate you. I mean, being able to share that mm. those early memories. I'm yeah. sure that's that's tough for some people. 
um, to even be able to express that. But um, I love how it has led to you now having a career in health and fitness and creating health and fitness products and services and things like that. And I want to see that continue to expand and grow because yeah. then now for you, knowing where that came from for you, that's really powerful. But people need your help as part of that too. Don't, don't let it just become the success and growth of your business. Make sure that that charitable element, that that cause element of, of you doing that. And maybe that'll bless your business and make your business more successful. Yeah, I, um, I give a lot with that. Um, and so this would just, to me, it's, it's nothing to give. It's what I've been taught. Um, it would just be another arm of it. Um, I just need to find the strength to do it. Um, find and, the strength, man. Hey, Stop. Hey, hey, Say, hey. Hey, you I say I'm going to do it. It's already done. Ah, see, see, they, look, it's man. already done. It's already How done. How about that? It's Please already do done. It. Like the, I feel like the next time that we connect, it should be <laughs> yo, kid. Hey, you gonna put a time limit on me now of too? Of course, of course, because I'm not a talk about it person. I'm just, I'm gonna do it. Like I do it. And so for you, you can't say ah. That means you're not gonna do it. No, it just means that I still have some stuff that I gotta deal with before I can go and help somebody with this. And, 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 and one of those things I think needs to be to get in touch with my mom. Before I we're can, gonna expedite. That. Well, hey, uh, believe me. But I need to get in touch with mom, and and I'm trying to self-diagnose myself, uh, self-analyze myself in the middle of this process. Um, no matter how much, how old you get, yeah. you're always. It seems like you're always finding out new stuff about yourself. And, um, and, you know, I haven't talked about this in a long time. Um, uh, the fact that you wanted to talk about it today was, uh, you know, okay, yeah, sure, let's talk about it. But it, even now it's bringing up uh, memories and stuff that I, I just haven't thought about and, and didn't want to think about for quite some time. So um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand it. It's one of those things where it's like you, uh, you have to work your way through it in steps. Yeah. And I haven't been taking any of the steps past, oh, well, that didn't work, couldn't find my mom. Nah, man. We're not quitters, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> Get back up. And that's true. I'm not a quitter. Figure it out. I'm right? not a quitter. So it's just steps. It's steps. Sure, I don't expect you to just dive in and all of a sudden be this, like, Mother Teresa. Because <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do I do hope that um, you'll be taking steps towards that, you know, because there's, there's you're a success story. You made it out. You easily could have become a statistic. Right? Yeah. And instead, you're working on things um, to, to better your life and better the lives of others. Yeah. And, and I think that now taking that a step further, uh, and, you know, and I don't want to seem pushy about it. go save the world, go save the world. But just little steps, little things that you could do. Heck, you could find one kid and just share a word of encouragement yeah. with them. You know, little things like that. That's being done. But through the system where I know this support is needed more, see, uh, 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 Let's let's make sure we we have the clarity of it. I help all sorts of people. Problem is, I know that system, and that system is disastrous for these kids. Yeah. So getting in that system and making sure uh, the way I feel like I could help more is making sure policies are in place that okay. protect children from foster parents and things like that that don't have to their best them. interests in mind. That's one. Two. Yes, getting in the child's face and helping them to understand that. 
just because you're here doesn't mean that you're not wanted, that you're not, that you're not accepted, yeah. and that you do have something to submit. And it's only going to show some loving people. Yeah. It's only going to take some loving people to show you what those things are, just like my mom and my dad were eventually able to do for me. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I know the areas where I can help. There's just this block. And um, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I need to. I still need to uh, get that block yeah, clear. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate that you even listened to my input <laughs> on, on the situation. Always. But I, but I feel like we're able to do that as friends. Right, right, right. I if mean, if you were a stranger, I'm not gonna be like, yo, you should go. But I, I know what you have to offer yeah. people, and and that's why I'm like, man, I, I want Mark to maximize uh, that opportunity to be able to help other people. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still going to check in on you and be like, yo, man, are you, did you call? Hey, did you call? <laughs> I hear make you. something happen. Maybe that'll light the fire I need. That's, hey, that's what I'm here for. So <laughs> we're going to do that. And I think with this series, too, I, like, I want to start getting to sit down and interview people that I don't know personally mm -hmm. and, and just get to meet like new people, brand new. And I've done something like that. My interview with Arnold McKellis. I didn't know him before. Mm -hmm. you know, like I probably knew him for about 15 minutes, and then we sat down and did that interview, and it was great. I want to do a follow-up interview with him and mm -hmm. get to know him a little bit more. Well, that's what your work gets uh, gets you in front of, though. It's, it's all walks of life. I mean, you, you got to think about it. Uh, um, I mean, uh, from from uh, the, the riots and stuff like that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you're meeting people that uh, have way different points of view. Absolutely. Um, and and f f since we're on the topic, that's, that is connect more. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Honestly, all of us being empathetic toward other people's positions, our colors, our cultures, mm -hmm. our, our dispositions, um, and, and in this case, even if you have a faith, other people's religions, yeah. um, being empathetic toward other walks of life so that you can understand them more so we can connect more. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the goal, man. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time. All I, right, man. I appreciate ah. this. And, ah. You know, I'm wait, wait, up. you're the free hugs guy. Yeah. You know, that, was a, that was a bro hug. That was a bro hug. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure that you guys, you go out, you go hug as many people as possible. Even if it's just one person that you hug today, it could change your life and theirs. That's the cool thing about hugging is that you can't give a hug without receiving a hug. So uh, if you think that it's difficult to do, then make it easy on yourself. Go to the Free Hugs Project website. Go pick up one of the Free Hug shirts and wear that around town. Wear it to school, wear it to work. I guarantee you're going to get some hugs, or at the very least, you'll get some people that are going to smile at you. It's a great conversation starter, and it supports the work that we do here, so thank you.